Right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Hop Edition. It's just me and Chris tonight, the Hop Edition OGs, doing a little commercial pod. So drinking a few beers, having a little bit of chat about what's going on brewing-wise, but also talking about a little bit of news relevant to the podcast that we'd like to share with you all and um, hopefully get some feedback from you on as well. So let's get into it. Let's get into it indeed. So should we get straight down to business, Chris, and make sure that we get the most important bit on the front end of the podcast? So, What, the beer? Uh, well, before the beer, we'll just uh, <laughs> talk about what, what the news is. What's, what's the, uh, the, the news for the Hop Edition that we've got to tell people about? Okay, so basically, um, in order to help us to drive the podcast forward, and you've noticed over the last few episodes, we've had some really good guests on. We've been talking about some really sort of good topics. We've been we've been pushing the podcast forward, and we've got a lot of things in the works that we really want to be able to do. We've got ideas that we want to be able to achieve. And because of this, we've decided that we're going to open up the podcast to basically Patreons. So we're going to – we've got our own Patreon page now which is patreon.com forward slash the hop edition podcast or one word or all one sentence mushed together, kind of like German. Um, and basically there are multiple tiers for you to be able to become a Patreon. There are multiple things that are rewards for you for signing up as a Patreon. <clears throat> for anybody who's listening, who represents a commercial business, uh, obviously to do with, um, brewing or homebrewing we don't want you know jack's tire store advertising on our podcast <laughs> um i'm not quite sure that you're reaching a target audience if you're doing that um but there's a lot of places a lot of homebrew stores uh, a lot of bottle shops anybody who wants to sponsor the podcast get a big shout out uh be mentioned at the start of the podcast there is an option for commercial uh patreonage which i've now decided is a word um, for you to be able to set up and to basically support the podcast for us to be able to get where we want to go. So once again, that is patreon.com forward slash the Hop Edition podcast. So that's where we're going. We've got a lot of things that we want to do. We have some pretty big things in the works at the moment, uh, but a lot of this is going to require some more money going forwards and... We figured that we could give you guys a little bit of something, if you give us a little bit of something, to enable us to just drive everything forward. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, we've um, we've done a little bit of fundraising before in the past, haven't we? But uh, essentially the costs that come with running the, the website and keeping the podcast going um, are always going to be there. So it would be nice to have uh, that covered regularly, not having to do the intermittent sort of fundraising efforts or whatever. But it also um, gives us a chance to do things like the merch and stuff like that on a more um, formal basis. I don't know what uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, so I know what you mean. Give us give us the opportunity to actually buy a bit of stock for things like that and be able to to send it out to people uh, without that just do it being a sort of um, yeah as and when kind of random thing as well. So um, so yeah, that's that's what it's all about. And as Chris said. Hopefully, it will enable us to do a few different things going forwards as well um, in terms of just expanding on our ideas for stuff that we can do with the pod and um, maybe even events and things that we can set up via the pod uh, in collaboration with other people too. So, so yeah, um, Chris has uh, read out the, the site that you need to go, for, go to for that, but um, there'll be links on the Facebook page for the hop edition um i guess we'll put a link into the description for this pod when it's actually up uh on the website um is there a post on the website for the patreon itself as well not yet it is in draft there will be i didn't want to make anything live until we'd already talked (laughs) about it um so we did let a few people know um kind of prior to this podcast that this was going live and um some of our regular listeners have been very kind and actually signed up to patreon already so yeah um 
we should probably give them a little shout out as our first chance to give a give a Patreon shout out here, Chris. So well, the the OG, the first one who signed up was Brett Harmon from Harmon Brewing, uh, and uh, Graham uh, Graham Hughes. Um, I'm glad you managed to remember his surname. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, I know about nine people called Graham, four of which are brewers. Um, so, yeah, that one was tricky. Um, obviously, you're tricky, but that one was quite difficult. Um, and then there was Luke, who signed up as well. And, of course, the legend that is Mr. Richie Brooks, he signed up as well. Um, so we've, we've got a few guys on there already. Uh, there's multiple tiers. Choose the one that's appropriate for you and uh, and go with it. It's um, it it it's looking like this is going to allow us to really push forwards. We've got a lot of really good ideas. Uh, the four of us sat down about a month ago, and we had a real good conversation about sort of where it is that we'd want to go. I'm not sure Tricky remembers this. He was quite drunk. Um, but we had a we had a conversation. I know nothing. I'm from Barcelona. Um, but we had we had the conversation, and there's there's some places where we want to take the podcast, some things that we want to do. But that is all going to require a hefty input, um, and it's going to not exactly be. It's not exactly going to be something that we could fund out of our regular sort of podcast budget because I have a budget for the podcast every month and some of the things we want to do, it's going to take a little bit more money than that. And we want to give you guys the best possible content. And yeah, uh, Michael Hall is on YouTube. He's assuming the tier costs are on there and potential rewards for such. Absolutely, Michael. They are all on there. Patreon.com forward slash the Hop Edition podcast. And uh, everything is on there, everything that you need to know. So feel free to have a look. And yeah, let's uh, let's drink a beer, shall we, Trick? Indeed. And just remember, yeah. guys, you've already got forty something episodes for free. So, <laughs> absolutely, way more than forty, to be fair. Forty. So, oh well, yeah, that's not including all the commercial ones that aren't actually numbered, is it? So, no. So yeah, but yeah, people are paying for this shit now, Chris. We're going to have to take it all serious. No, we're not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll be let's honest get a with beer you. Done. That's the longest it, I think we've ever got into a pod without anyone drinking a beer. Well, well, I did actually have my raspberry and oh, hibiscus saison, so you know I deserve a beer after what I've done today. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, what are you drinking, Tricky? So I have got a um, collaboration beer from Verdant and Unity. Oh, hello. So when um, what's he called? It's very difficult to read the name on it, but I think it's uh, Slanted Tomes. Okay, so we'll go with that. When Jimmy was on the podcast with us a few weeks back, he was actually talking about having been over to Verdant the weekend prior, I think it was, because we were trying to order beers from him um, the weekend prior, and he was like, oh, there's nobody actually in the brewery because we're all down going down to Verdant. So um, that's why Andy didn't get those beers in time for the actual podcast and I ended up ordering them from um, Clapham Craft or something like that. But anyway, so this was the beer that they were brewing um, that very weekend and it is, uh, it's got an interesting selection of hops on it. So it's a 6.5% IPA hot side, Laurel and Talus. Um, oh, hello. Quite familiar with, with Talus now because that's been, that's been used a lot in commercial beers and I think most of us have tried it out ourselves in home brews laurel not so much although i know it's a maybe slightly more nobly kind of um styled new hop so a bit more a bit more heavy on the herbal kind of noble um hop characters rather than the big big fruity stuff and then cold side um these must be experimental varieties because they're just numbered so it's hbc 586 and 630 no fucking idea what those are um and citra so <laughs> you've always got to have some citra in there everybody um, puts citra in everything these days so yeah i guess uh the those guys got together unity and verdant and they probably went well let's try out some of these new hops that we're getting thrown at us and this was the result i did have um i have had a couple of cans of this already when i got it, it was literally had been canned like 
three or four days earlier so it was straight off and it was it was really nice straight away but it did have that slight greenness to it that you get with beers that are that fresh that they've literally just come out of the tank sort of thing so um it's had a couple more weeks well probably maybe another three weeks three or four weeks um just to develop a little bit and the aroma is awesome it's just like massive i mean there's you get a hell of a lot of citra off of it but then there's a really deep kind of like just juice just like um what was that uh what was that like mixed juice like five is it five, five alive? alive five alive think of that. five alive mixed mixed citrus juices and i always love five alive loads of uh quite a bit of mango on there as well it's like heavy heavy you know sort of like um tropical citrus fruit aroma i'll be honest guys if um if if some of our chats sound a bit like a a walk down memory lane it's because we're both of that age where we remember these wonderful things from our childhood (laughs) and because we've got families we wonder if they're still bloody made or not so if five alive is still a thing let us know in the chat either on facebook that's, that's something i have not seen in a long long time um but yeah and then on the flavor it's like Super juicy, super dank. It's very full and kind of neeperish, but it's still got it's still got a bit of bitterness to it. So I would say it's you know it's obviously a hazy IPA, but it's more mid coast. Mid coast, yes, that's it. It's not definitely not a West Coast. It's definitely not full on full on neeper either. It's um. Do you know the thing that's always whatever the trendy name is for those things nowadays? The thing that's always bothered me about that mid coast theory is there is no coast in the middle of America. (laughs) That is a good point. I mean, Michigan's up north where all the Great Lakes are, so there's I don't think there's any water in the middle. What's this? What's the central state in America? What we talking Missouri or something? (laughs) Fuck knows. Um... It's landlocked anyway. Do you know what I mean? A mountain IPA, Luke's called it. We'll go with a mountain, mountain IPA. IPA. Sounds good. Yeah, I can work with that. I can work with that. Ugh. So yeah. Anyway, that is a great beer. I don't know. Um, I, they probably haven't got any of it left on the website. I, I would imagine by this point because they tend to sell out of um, specials like this pretty rapidly. But if anyone else was lucky enough to get some of that, I think that's um, yeah. Verdant's usual kind of high standards and then a little bit of input from Unity, who's, um, you know, I, when Jimmy came on the podcast, I think I'd maybe tried a couple of their beers quite a while prior to that. But um, when I got some to try for the podcast, I was genuinely quite blown away by how good they were. And I know you got quite a few that you thought were um, were very good as well, Chris. So I'm on my second order. You've already put another order in. I've put another order in and another order with Lost Pier as well. See, I got a nice little selection off of the um, the craft beer place that I ordered mine from, but because I couldn't order them direct from the brewery, I missed out on a lot of the beers that you guys tried. So I'm, I'm definitely itching to get another order in so I can try um, try some of those other ones out because there's a hell, there's a really good selection on their, oh, their yeah. website as well, like loads of different styles as well. So few sours few uh the lagers were um quite a few v- different varieties of lager and a couple of those that i tried were really good um the the session what was um, the un- unfiltered the, something or other yeah that was uh, really really good but the table beer see that was one of the ones i didn't get and everyone else was raving about it mate like, 2.8 <laughs> and it drinks like it's five it's brilliant it's such a great beer but it sounds to me like you're really enjoying that one yeah, it's spot on. It's nice. Um, I, I, you know, I'm on a bit of a West Coast um, vibe these days, anyway. So, you know, I, I'm glad it's not just pure 
somebody was talking about flabby beers on the on the podcast with Johnny the other day, but I'm glad it's not just a pure sort of flabby neeper um, with no bitterness at all. I think um, it's nice to have a little bit of that, but still with the really big, big tropical, juicy flavour in there as well. So, um, yeah, two really good breweries coming together there and doing the business. Mm. Thanks to Thomas in Sweden, who's just signed up for a Patreon. Thanks, yes, Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Get in there, son. He may live in a land where it's daylight for four hours a year and he's a thousand miles from anything remotely resembling civilization, but you know, he's a good lad. Jay Fawkes in the house as well. Yeah, I think he's just joined us, so he's going to be a little confused as to what's going off. <laughs> um, so it would appear that we're on a bit of a verdant kick tonight, Tricky. Oh, have you lined I, up a verdant I jumped, as well? I jumped into the fridge and I came up with headband. Oh, nice. Which I've never had before. Really? Well, based purely on the can art, I need to have this again. Oh, I'm pretty sure headband is one of their... Um... It's a, I think it's either a core range or yeah. something, isn't it? Well, well, as close as you can get to core for, for verdant, because I think they... They kind of rotate everything to an extent, but that's that's definitely one of their regulars and one of their older um, recipes that they've been doing doing for quite a while. It's a cracking cracking taste. Uh, Citra mosaic Chinook and Columbus on the hot. Citra mosaic Chinook and Columbus on the cold. It is a five point five percent pale ale with uh, barley, oats, and yeast. Apparently, um, it smells phenomenal. It's got that kind of skunky, resinous, that kind of Chinook kind of thing going on. I was going to say, really you, like. can, you can tell some of the uh, Verdant recipes are the slightly older ones because they're a bit more heavy on the Chinook and Columbus. A bit more dank. The real dank hops. Um, I'm, whereas I'm, obviously the newer newer beers tend to have either new, newer hops or more of the, the soft, juicy stuff. But yeah, that's, I think um, I cocked up the pour, I'll be honest with you, unless it's supposed <laughs> to be a bit of a Merc bomb. It's not as dark as it looks on the lights. I need one shining this side. Um, it is, mate, the smell of this is good. It's one of those beers where you think, oh, it's old school. It's going to be a bit weird. And then you taste it and you go, I could do with a bit of old school. Yeah. You know, it's like you look at all these modern day supermodels and they're, you know, they're beautiful and everything. But who doesn't want a little bit of, you know, Cindy, whatever her name was, or Naomi Campbell or Erika Eleniak or a bit of Pamela Anderson in a prime? Everybody <laughs> wants a bit of that. But this. Definitely this in the prime, not, not currently. In a prime. <laughs> not now. In a prime. Um, the one thing that I like about this beer, right? which is compared to a lot of the current beers on the market is there's a little bit Cindy Crawford. That's the name. I was going to say Cindy Lauper. Definitely not Cindy Lauper. There's, it's a bit more orange, right? There's clearly a bit more color gone into it. There's a bit more of those, those kind of crystal malts, those slightly darker malts. Kelly Brook. Now you're talking, Brian. Good shout. <laughs> I'll take some Kelly Brook. Thank you very much. Um, Twice on a Sunday as well. But this it's got a bit more of that, that kind of caramelised crystal character to it. And I really like that with the dank, dirty hops. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a lovely flavour. It really they really work well together. Yeah, there's um I mean, when we were talking about the West Coast stuff on the last pod, there's a lot of um on there, and there is a lot of chat around currently about, you know, oh uh crystal malts, uh you can't go in those sorts of beers anymore because they'll you know, oxidize the hops and blah, blah blah. And I'm sure there's some, you know, there's some truth to, to that in a way. But there's also loads of beers where there there is that more old school um, flavor profile with a bit of crystal malt in it. I had a beer from uh, Don Zoko, which was a West Coast Pale the other night, which had crystal malts in it. And it's it's like the you know Sierra Nevada is basically um, the sort of the OG on that front. It's it's just got a big whack of crystal sixty in the recipe and it gives you that um caramelly sort of resin yeah kind of flavour that I think is um when you're in the mood for it is still really nice in in those sorts of beers. Um and in I, some of the stronger kind of West Coast IPAs as well. So yeah. 
I do like it when you go out. I mean, we've got um, like a barbecue place in Wakefield, and it's not great, but it's all right if you want a burger. You know what I mean? They do burgers really well. The rest of it is overcooked, but you mm-hmm. know, I pick. I pick. Um, it's what it's. It's the beer that I always order when I go there because I know they've got it in bottles, and I know they've got Pilsner Urquell. Yeah, oh. everybody's drinking Stella and You're Foster's. You're all set if you've got those options. <laughs> if you've got Pilsner Urquell and Sierra Nevada, we're golden, aren't we? Let's That's face it. it. I, could, I could do a week on those two beers. I could probably do a week on Pilsner Urquell on its own, to be fair. Lager the way it's supposed to be made, but this is really nice. Really, really nice. It's got that... That piney resinous thing with a fruity overtone. That's probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And the flavour's just amazing. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the um that's definitely the benefit of using excuse me, those sort of old school sea hops, your Columbus and your Chinook in there in the probably um hot side as well, you know, in, mm. in the boil somewhere and um or late in the boil, and then having things like, did you say Mosaic was in there as well? Or? Mosaic, Citra, Chinook and Columbus. Yeah, having those kind of over the, singing over the top of that that kind of base flavour is um, mm. is really nice. So It is, it's a lovely one. So, yeah, first beer in the bag. What have you been up to this last week then, Trick? Anything brewing related? Uh, yeah, I've been kind of desperately trying to get a few brews um under my belt to to actually have something um, ready to send off to competitions that I've sort of entered without thinking about <laughs> when or where what I was actually going to brew for them. So I've been um, I've been trying to uh, throw together my uh, sort of attempt at a tribute to Steady Rolling Man, which is a pale ale by Daya um, Brewing, which is uh, a bit of a benchmark kind of APA for me um no sort of definitive recipe online anywhere for that because i think they keep their cards pretty close to their chest as far that as steady rolling man by day yeah um all i all i could find was basically the hops that are in it and that was it so i just sort of threw something together based on a recipe that um i've done myself which uh was really good and sort of just kind of translated the the hops that were in that into the same sort of schedule for that. Cause I thought the final beer wasn't, um, had shared some characteristics of that, that pale ale. But anyway, so that's just been kegged today. And I've got a New Zealand Pilsner, um, which I brewed a few days ago. Um, that was yeah, looking a bit sketchy, <laughs> uh, because I bought some Imperial yeast from the malt miller but unfortunately it was like right at the end of its uh um what do you call it sort of uh use by uh date or whatever so um even though they're bigger packets it's like it was getting towards four months i think from manufacture so Um, it's basically 50 percent dead at that point isn't it so it really would have needed a starter but the reason i bought it was because i needed something i would be able to pitch straight in because i was like brewing the the next day so i was just like oh fuck it i'll you know throw it in and hope for the best and it did take the best part of three days to to really get going Ooh, um so yeah i'm a bit worried <laughs> a bit worried about that i think um, you made your starter in the beer yeah exactly exactly it was one of those where you're just coming back to look at it every every day or something going nope still not even a a bubble coming out of that so not a um, peep We've all had beers like that, though, haven't we? I mean, I I remember pitching a packet of uh, Ringwood that was a week before its use-by date, um, back in the days when I didn't really think too much about yeast. And uh, it took two and a half days before I even saw the first raft of a Krausen. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ringwood's always been a lazy-ass yeast for me anyway the thing is those um like imperial you can kind of get away with it to an extent because they have a fairly short uh they're fairly short dated on them anyway um and it's a you know it's about twice as much yeast anyway but with those uh 
with the like Y yeast and the White Labs ones, you've got half as much yeast to begin with, and the like. I think it's six months they generally go on as far as used by brewing. Like yeah. if you're anywhere near six months with those, that's like <laughs> I don't know. I forget what what it says in the calculator, but you're probably looking at like thirty percent viability. I don't think it's even that, at, is it? At best, just as a yeah. guess, but it's it's pretty fucking low. Um, it's terrible when that happens because you would have thought these people they're taking your money. They're trying to supply you with a product, and if they're not supplying that product appropriately, then why the hell are they even bothering? And I do believe, Tricky, that you've got a video on that. Uh, there is, there is, there is a video specifically about doing starters and cell counts, and, that. and I'm, you know, I'm not um, by no means obsessive about cell counts and things like that. But um, when I realised how um, how low the viability is likely to be with uh, particularly the like the Y East and the White Labs packs, even if they're just a few few weeks past manufacture, let alone getting close to um, getting close to their use by date. Uh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was some information that was worth putting out there to tell people like what what's the um, likely sort of ballpark figure is going to be in terms of the actual number of cells that you're pitching in that case, because in the majority of you know, beers, even if it's at full full viability, if you're doing anything above a kind of low to medium original gravity, you're probably under pitching anyway without any sort of starter. So again, yeah. one of the reasons why I think Imperial Yeast and um uh Omega do big packs as well, don't they? I think. Omega um, do hundred and fifty billion, I think yeah. it is. Um maybe Giga yeast as well. There's a few others now. Um, that do the bigger packs, and I think it's just it's an obvious thing to do. You know, it surely can't cost them that much more money no. um, in terms of the actual material to do it. And like you say, why would you be selling a product that's sort of if you follow the instructions, you're likely to have a bad result, if not an abject failure with it. Um, it's like see... Aldi's oranges. Okay, <laughs> Al- right. So Oscar literally destroys tangerines and satsumas like they're going out of fashion right yeah. but if you buy them from aldi which we've done on occasion where we've bobbed in to buy stuff you've got maybe three or four days before they're starting to look a bit tired and a bit shabby and like they need mm-hmm. to go in the bin whereas sainsbury's three four weeks no problems it's almost like aldi's buying the stuff that sainsbury's <laughs> are getting rid of at the end I'm not saying they are, but that's what it looks like. Um, So it's one of them things you kind of, you've got to put out a product that's good for what it's supposed to be good for. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, nothing wrong with those um, yeasts if you sort of know how to handle them. But the fact is, if you follow the instructions on them and you're pretty new to using liquid yeast, um, in a lot of cases, it's not going to be an adequate amount of yeast going into the beer. And I just find it odd that you would you would want to sell the product like that when, and we you, you see it on forums and stuff like that all the time. People just get put off because they'll go, okay, well, I, you know, been getting on great with dry yeast, nice and easy, throw it in, off it goes, no issues. Oh, I'm going to try some liquid yeast, put it in. Nothing. Pack, packet said it was going to be good to go, you know, direct pitch, all of this sort of stuff. And four or five days later, nothing's happened. <laughs> and your beer's that's, probably, you know, gone off or got an infection by that point. That's kind of where it goes, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's it's difficult. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure sort of where we go. Um, I, I think there's some manufacturers who have taken a, a pretty wholesome and solid approach to dealing with yeast recently um i'm moved i'm i'm using omega almost exclusively now um i really like their yeast i like the the varieties that they've got i'm actually uh, talking about where we're going with our brewing i'm actually brewing a uh, a kolsch tomorrow using uh, i can't remember the number but it's it's kolsch 2 by omega labs yeah and that arrived beautiful i've got i think it's two and a half three months before the best before it's got 150 billion in it run it through the calculator i've got 110 billion cells it's an ale it's fine you know what i mean i can pitch that direct without any problems still have enough to slant it still have enough to make another starter to go in the fridge 
I've got no issues with that whatsoever. Um, I do, I do genuinely think that there are some that are really, really pushing forward and, and giving us some, some good, some good yeast to be working with. So, yeah, yeah. and they're they're obviously listening to feedback as well. Well, there's not, you know, like oh, liquid yeast are a bit more expensive. You do pay a bit of a premium for it, and if it's a difference between sort of eight quid or 10 quid when I'm going to get a pack with like twice as much yeast in that I feel confident I can just pitch without having to make a starter, then it's not really, you know, worth trying to save that two, three quid for me to get um, something that is going to stress me out. Cause I think I'll probably, I'll have to make a starter. Now I've got to build that into my schedule that I've got time to do that. And all the rest of it. So, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an economist, <laughs> um, saying that having just pitched a fucking imperial packet that took like four days to kick in, but yeah. never mind. <laughs> so I was I was talking to a mate of mine who's a is an economist, uh, and he works for one of the big banks down in London. And um, we were talking about the whole inflation thing that's going off currently at the minute, and the rising prices and all that sort of stuff. And I said, at what point is everything going to fall back down then? Because he's a modeler. He actually models right. all these things. And he says, basically 12 months. And prices will start to fall big time. They will really start to drop. Um, and I said, why is that? And he went, one word. He said, confidence. Confidence is what makes the world go round. If mm-hmm. you're not confident in something, you won't do it. If you're not confident in something, you're not going to buy a product. If you're not confident in the government, you're going to vote the other way. If you're not confident in the way that the economy is going, you're not going to invest your money anywhere. Markets are going to fall. You know, everything's going to happen that way. If you're not buying a product, it's because of confidence. A lot of the time, it's a lack of money, but ultimately it comes down to confidence. And it's the same thing with brewing. You're going to find a manufacturer that gives you a yeast that you like because you've got confidence in them. You're going to buy their products. And I think there's a lot to be said specifically in the brewing world and in everything that we that we do and everything that we perform on a on a brew by brew basis a lot of it comes down to confidence if you don't have the confidence in your system if you've moved to a new system you're going to be measuring everything you're going to be over that like a hawk if you've got confidence in your system like i've got in mine i can literally flick mine on cook the kids breakfast mash in give it a stir Go back into the house, deal with the kids, cook lunch, get stuff sorted, come back, do the boil. I have confidence in that brew system. I don't need to watch over it too much. Mm-hmm. If you don't have confidence, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. 100%. And I've got a lot of those yeasts on slants anyway. So for me, it's like if I know that I'm probably going to have to make a starter anyway when I buy it, I'd rather just build it up from a slant, even though it's going to take me a little bit longer because yeah. I'm like, well... The benefit to me, or the benefit should be to me, of buying a fresh packet that I feel that I can just direct pitch that and not have any issues. So, um, you know, just in my little anecdotal uh, case, um, Y Eastern White Labs have probably lost quite a lot of uh, purchases from me over the years because of the packets basically being undersized. For, for I, I literally won't buy Y Yeast. Yeah. I won't buy them anymore. I'll go to anybody but Y Yeast. You know, I'd buy it if, for for particular strains that I want, but it's always with a mind to build it up massively and then basically put it onto slant, so I don't have to buy it again after that. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of them things. You know, it's, the world runs on confidence, mate. The brewing world and every other world. So there we go. Have you finished your beer? Not quite. I've still got a little bit left. Yeah, me too. I've got a little bit left. So, other than that, um, obviously, me moving forward, I'm I'm brewing a Kolsch tomorrow. I rebuilt my craft beer pie panel today, um, and I'm looking forward to making this Kolsch. It was a style that I made for the first time before you guys came down in October or up or across, whichever way you came, um, and I really enjoyed it so much. <laughs> that I think it's going to be tap four on my kegerator going forward. Very, very lovely, tasty, easy to drink, summery style. Yeah. And 
we're getting warm weather. Do you know what I mean? I was 20, say, 21 degrees outside today, mate. Yeah, I think we're about the same here. And um, yeah, basically at the minute, as soon as the sun's out, I'm like, need to brew lager, Kolsch. Yeah. <laughs> Hellas. sort of stuff. Hellas. Get it, get it in the tank for um, when the hot weather inevitably disappears and it pisses down all the way through July and August. So, yeah. Well, it's supposed to get really cold from Tuesday, isn't it? All of the warm weather that's blowing up from mid-Europe and Africa is now yeah. I mean, to be being fair, replaced uh, by other stuff. It's a fucking minor miracle that we've actually got some uh, reasonably warm weather on a bank holiday weekend. So, uh, I know. Yeah, take that. Especially on the Easter bank holiday weekend when it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday kind of trip. Yep. You know, the wife's had me outside. You, you may have noticed I've got a bit of a tan. Um, we've redone the entirety of the front garden and we are probably a third of the way through redoing the back garden, like digging all the plants out. Do you remember when you came down and you looked at the right-hand side of the shed and it was just an infestation of ivy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gone. Good. Cheese plant's <laughs> gone. Red robin's gone. Um, we're laying some flags across the front of the um shed so we've got nice hard standing outside and everything no more stepping on those three bits of wood um yeah that's it's fun man i enjoy it and craftily keep a glass full on top of the keyser wife doesn't know about it i was seven pints in before we went inside yesterday (laughs) it was great good effort get a few beers in man do a bit of gardening it's all good i I mowed the lawn yesterday i wouldn't say i went as far as doing gardening but uh oh mate yeah i found old, some um, uh, the old electric mower was struggling with the uh several months worth of <laughs> un unkempt growth on the lawn i was like oh yeah definitely not gonna get through this on one battery charge oh is yours an electric is a uh, cordless yes yes ah uh, you see i i would never go cordless on a mower mate it's i have it's, enough it's issues with cordless drills there's not, there's not that much um there's not that much lawn area out there, so it's just it's it's only if you let it like grow too long where it it doesn't get through it in one one charge. But I'm like, oh, what a shame the mower's died. I'm gonna have to go and get a beer while I wait for the battery to charge. <laughs> <laughs> I see your plan. It could yeah. be worse. It could be worse. It could be much much worse. So yeah. Other than that, it's been a wonderful few days. Oh yeah, and I've currently got COVID and clearly suffering. Very badly. I mean, I am suffering so bad, it's untrue. <laughs> I'm suffering so badly, I might not be able to go back to work on Tuesday. Oh, that's awful. Oh, no, I'm going to have to no, do the whole five days. To be fair, I won't, because there's there's so much going off at work this next week coming up. If I'm not there, the whole place is going to be, yeah, it's going to be horrific. So... I sent my boss a, a message on WhatsApp saying, I've just tested positive, and she went, you better make sure you're back in on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mean it like that. She's well, lovely as my boss. What can you do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What can you do? What can you do indeed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, Tricky, great work on getting those two podcasts up when you did. It took a little bit of effort, but... It needed doing because I was about. Did you have a few beers while you were doing it? Yeah, of course, has to be. I done. mean, uh, standard, <laughs> standard. So there we go. Um, first beers in the bag. I think we need to get another beer, tricky. Yeah, I agree. I concur. I concur. Okay, let's reach down into the commercial fridge and see what we've got for this time. Do I just go random grab? What do you reckon? Go for it. Random grab. That was another burden. <laughs> I can't do that. That's going like down in ABV as well. That's not allowed. Well, that that'll be allowed. <laughs> that's that's allowed as it's a modern day classic. That is, believe it or not, the sixth can of Sonoma I've had in the last two weeks. Oh, have you seen the um, uh, Craft Beer Channels episode yet? Did did you actually subscribe to them after? I did. You did. I did. Yeah. They put However, the um, track brewing I've, episode um, shortly afterwards, and I wasn't, wasn't a had huge amount time. on brewing detail, but there was a few little little snippets of information in there that were quite quite good. 
Wow. But yeah, their tap room looks amazing. I've got to got to wow. go up there, and they've got they do um, Sonoma on cask as well. So Sonoma on cask. Yeah. Um, there's quite, quite. When are we going to Manchester then? <laughs> I was going to say, when's the road trip? Seriously, guys, Patreon. All right, if you want to see us go to Track Brewing <laughs> and actually take Andy, get some video footage, you know, all around Tap Room, as much information as we can garner, Patreon. That's the way forward. Patreon.com forward slash the Hop Edition Podcast. I think that um I think that we should do we should do that. Definitely. I think we need to get the boys involved. That's one for October half term, I think. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So anyway, um I'm gonna pour this beer. What's your second one? <laughs> well, you're going to think I'm a glutton for punishment, but I saw um, I saw uh, Brett posting up that he was tr- tried this beer on tap and he thought it was good. And this is a beer we both drank before and we didn't think was so good out of the bottle. Oh, uh, you're I not, a, are you? I had a second bottle of it, so I thought, it's time to oh, wheel, it, wheel it back out. Wheel it back <laughs> out. See if it's improved by just being left. Hang on. Cold Just and neglected in the garage for a while. But um Hey Trick. Oh, you've still got one as well. Amazing. <laughs> has yours has yours still got the nice floaty chunks, yeah. Floaty chunks in the bottom. I mean that doesn't look that doesn't look great, does it? But you've got that it's stuff not. floating around in the it's bottom. It's not great. Anyway, it's, not. it's in the interest of science. We have to Absolutely. And I, it has to be done for science, yeah. We have to go back and revisit and question our opinions oh, that we've formed in the past. I can't believe you're going to drink that shit oh, and I've got Sonoma. <laughs> Don't pour it all out. Don't pour it all out. No, I'm trying to avoid the chunks. I, I want no, to, just literally um, pour it up for a mouthful. I want Because you're not um, going to need any more than that. Avoid so, anyway, a toothpick like, after drinking the beer. That would be good. For those of you who've never you, had you Sonoma by Sonoma track... First. Yeah. It is a barley, wheat, hops, yeast, water beer. So, you know, traditional. What hops are in this? Uh, they used to put all the information on the cans, but annoyingly, they've kind of taken it away now. But that's um, Citra, Mosaic and Centennial. Um, I believe it's still still that combo. It's an absolute banger. That is a really, really nice beer. It's so good. I've had six cans of it in the last two weeks. <laughs> Well, I have now, anyway. It's probably it's, uh, like one of the best sub four percent pale ales possibly I've ever had. Like, let alone just in that amazing. style. It is amazing. I I love the 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 fruity and floral notes that you get off the top. That kind of you get almost. Um, almost rose but then you get fruit that flows with it and then you get this kind of tropical pineapple papaya peach as it drops down the other side little bit of blueberry mm-hmm. yeah i'm getting the blueberry right now which is strange considering i've just had two sausage sandwiches you get the blueberry and then you get this wonderful wave of just kind of clean malt just kind of clean, pale malt before it's left with pineapple and peach. Yeah. Oh, fucking, that's good. That's good. Oh, I'll tell you what I am getting. I'm getting a little red berry. A little red berry right at the end. Almost red currant. That's nice. nice. That is nice. Oh, man. If you guys have not drunk any beers from Track Brewing, I swear you are doing yourselves a disservice. That is absolutely fantastic. And at 3.8%, that is a beer that I I could quite happily session that all day. Oh, you did a you did a, an attempt at a clone, didn't you, Trick? I've done a couple of iterations of it, actually, yeah. Um 
it came out reasonably reasonably well. It's still work to do to to nail it down, but um, yeah. There's a video on that. Funny. <laughs> if there's least, a video on it, mate, I a need video to watch on the that first video. first iteration. I think. Um, well, if you get any closer with your iterations, please let me know because this is this is a beer I'd like to have on tap. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Very, very nice. It's one of those though. I think when you're trying to, like a lot of clone beers, when you're trying to clone something that good, even if your beer comes out really well when you put it side by side you just go nah <laughs> it's still yeah. nowhere near but if it's um, drinkable real deal. if it's drinkable if it's kind of if it's the inbred cousin you can almost drink it i mean obviously brother or sister would be perfect but you'd take inbred cousin when you're trying to clone something this good wouldn't you yeah 100 percent. yeah crack on then dude Let's see what this farmhouse bullshit's done. The aroma has not improved. <laughs> it's just a really weird, musty. There's a little bit of fruitiness there, but it's mainly does, just goat. Does it smell Goaty. like it's been filtered through a horse trough? Something like that, yeah. It's certainly got a... Um, an element of the farmyard to it, shall we say. <laughs> oh, wicked. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've, you know, I've tried, um, I've had a few breaded beers that I've really enjoyed in the past and I don't mind a little bit of funk, but sometimes it just goes over a line where it's like, it's, you, you, you just smell that and think my, my, my brain is telling me not to drink this because it's, <laughs> It's probably, yeah, like gonna yeah. make me ill. <laughs> I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the best beer ever okay. made. So yeah, just just musty, sort of uh, slightly fetid apricot. <laughs> so, it I'll does say on the bottle second and apricot. <laughs> say it say it oh there's a lot going on there <laughs> oh. oh yes it's more sour it's more sour than last time really yeah I think quite quite a lot more sour actually is it sour as in undrinkable sour or is it sour as in that actually needs quite a lot of work, Sour. It's not it's not totally undrinkable yet, but it's it's yeah. It's almost got to the point of sourness where it's kind of covering up some of the other flavours that were <laughs> quite unpleasant last time I tried it. Um oh dear. But yeah, again, it's just like there's sourness and then there's not much else. There's not much else to back it up. It's supposed to be peach and apricot. It probably yeah, it tastes a little bit like peach, but it just, um, to me, it's just like fruit juice that you've just left open for too long to the point where it starts <laughs> basically fermenting slash turning into vinegar. So what um, you're saying is it's prison hooch. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, I imagine prison hooch would be pretty close to this. Um, if it was so... left left in the toilet with a sock, uh, <laughs> you know, for a couple of weeks to mature. <laughs> The maturation period is important. Yeah, that's not... Um... You're not drinking the rest of that, are you? No. Do you want to go on? <laughs> do you want to rinse? No. <laughs> no. I've got, I've got a second glass. <laughs> <Okay>. Hey! <laughs> oh. That is just rancid. Yeah, that's I have to... That is great. And th this... This actually brings me on to quite an important talking point, and that is um, recently both me and you and a few others have all ordered special price beers from Brew By Numbers, haven't we? Yep. I think it is worth just making the point that we think personally, by no means casting aspersions, however... 
it would stand to reason based upon our experience of those beers that maybe there's a reason why they were being sold off cheap. Well, they keep bringing back this 50% offer. I don't know if you've noticed, but it keeps like popping up every no, couple I of weeks. No, I So they, um, it really does feel like they're just trying to shift stock because they're not, they've not quite, uh, the, the bit of context here is they've, they've got a new premises um, at Morden Wharf or something, I think, which is where their big new tap room is. And I assume there's a, a whole bunch of new, you know, brewing kit gone in there as well. Um having been previously doing all of their uh, brewing under the arches um, on the beer mile uh, somewhere. Um, and it just feels like they've been, they've been trying to like recalibrate to the new system for the last few months. And they're maybe still not quite there. I, I've not, I've not tried any of the beers since that pack. And obviously they they will have probably put out loads of different ones since then. But I'm still like seeing these fifty percent offers coming out. I'm just going. Uh, I, I still wouldn't trust it, even at fifty percent no. off at the minute. Um, no, I'll be honest. I I I signed up for their newsletter, and then I received the beers, and I tried. The t-shirts the beers. are good though. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing one, which is which is outstanding. However, you don't drink a t-shirt. No, no. And based on what I've received from Brew by Numbers, I don't think I'll be bothering with any of their beers from now on. They, um, I mean, I bought quite a bit of their stuff during lockdown. At one point, I was sort of like, "Yeah, they, these guys are really uh, nailing um, some of the some of these beers they're doing." And then that, yeah, just seemed to hit a bit, go off a bit of a cliff edge in terms of quality control. So then the incident occurred. Uh, yes. Let's refer to it as the incident, because I've got to admit, I don't, I don't think I could drink any of their beers going forward based on the experience that I've had with that last box. Everybody loves a bargain, though, don't they? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody loves a bargain. I don't think I could drink their beers. The thing for me was, it's like if it's a if it's one, you know, one beer out of that box, and you'd be like. Okay, well, you know, fifty percent off. I've still got my money's worth. Um, the lager in that um, that was out at the same time as as the batch we both bought tasted um, like cheesy socks. That was that was musty. I think that's the one. <laughs> I've still got two cans of that on top of the fridge that I'm definitely not going to be opening. Um, yeah. So that tasted horrible and then it seemed to have this same flavor and i don't know what was going on that was causing the issues but there was um there was some like real musty kind of like not quite cheesy hops but similar to that that kind of flavor like something that was just stale or unrefrigerated ingredients in there somewhere yeah so it's not what you want is it you know no. what i mean Definitely not. Anyway, my recovery beer. <laughs> Gold so, top? No, no, it's not. It's not a track beer. I haven't actually got any track beers in it at the minute. So this is a West Coast IPA um, by Middle Child Brewing, who uh, this is a relatively new brewery that's been set up by um, a couple of guys, one of whom uh, is Fraser Withers, who is quite well known on the sort of homebrew competition circuit for having basically won everything <laughs> pretty much up to up to this point where he's gone pro. Um, and uh, I think this company was sort of launched off the back of them winning the uh, Mort Miller competition with Elusive, um, where they were basically offering to help whoever won try and, um, you know, launch an actual brewing business. And that's basically what they've done. So... Um, Fair play to them. Like they've, you know, uh, put their money where their mouth is there. And that takes um, some wave off, that does. And this is the beer. So it's 6.2%. Ah, oh, yes. That's a bit of an improvement. <laughs> Doesn't smell like goat. So proper, proper kind of like citrus zest, grapefruit rind, resiny. in that then? Could be, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think there was maybe uh, 
either Cascade or Centennial, potentially. Have they I'm gone think, for I'm the Holy Trinity, do you think? Traditional sea hops, maybe some maybe some Chinook. I'll just see if there's actually any uh any details on the can. It'll probably be like one hundred percent Magnum hops. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum in the boil. That's yeah. it. Um no, their their artwork is this sort of like newspaper style thing with lots of random bits and pieces on there, but I can't actually see anything about what the actual hops are. Uh, yeah, so that's not that helpful. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it smells like it's got lots of old school kind of sea American sea hops in it. Piney, resiny, really nice. I mean, it's probably tasting even better because it's coming after that aberration. <laughs> but um... <laughs> on the backbone of the rule. <laughs> but that's spot on. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, you know how some West Coast have that sort of like candied orange peel sort of vibe oh, yeah. to them? I always get that from a Citra Cascade beer. That is really, really good, I've got to say. It's not quite as um, hit-you-in-the-face, like, bitter as some West Coast IPAs can be, but it's just got, you know, enough of that enough of that bitterness to make it have that, like, sticky flavour. For Do you know what I mean? Like, for want of a better word, that sort of sticky, resinous kind of feel, mouthfeel to it. Kind of like somebody's gone, yeah, we absolutely definitely need some crystal. We definitely need some old world hops. Let's see just what we can do with these hops in this beer. I wonder. It's one of those where it tastes kind of caramelly, but colour-wise, it's pretty light. It could be it could be one where they've just gone like Munich, um, like Johnny was talking about. Uh, yeah. What's his face? Um, can't remember the name of the guy. Was it Vinny or something like that from Russian River? Was it Russian River? Vinny Chilerzo. Yeah. Um, so it could be that, or it could just be really light crystal. So I think, um, you know. I like see. Crystal 30, me, mate. I like Crystal 30 for giving that sweetness. It's a lovely, lovely bolt, that. Caragold's one that I quite like as well. That's a, a little bit lighter still, but... Um, yeah, don't put too much caramel in though, because me and Gary had a conversation about that. And I'd actually done a few experiments and discovered that caragold, when mixed with certain other malts and certain hops, can actually give you a flavour of hazelnut. Do you mean caramel? Sorry. Yeah, caramel. Caramel, yeah. Um, hazelnut. <laughs> Literally. Peanut Are you hazelnut. Sure? Definitely. Are you Absolutely sure not 100%. Lost your mind? <laughs> nope. We both got it. We both okay. got the nut flavour. Interesting. Yeah, really, really interesting. Beautiful, beautiful malt. Just use it in the right amount. That's really, really good. Um, I actually got this with uh, the the slightly <laughs> slightly old and weathered yeast um, when I got oh, it from right. the malt miller. So it's one of their... Um, I think it was on offer, actually, because this was... Uh, near to its use-by date, possibly. So I think I got that for about three quid, 250, three quid, something like that. But um, yeah. that's that's a bargain at that price, so I'll definitely give that a go. Yeah. Gary's just saying he got it twice. <laughs> I got it once, kind of worked out why I got it and stopped doing it. What, the, and... the nutty caramel flavour? Yeah, seriously. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's a very weird flavour. But it, it is there. It does exist. You can get it. Very, very weird. So there that we go. Is a, that is a strange one. I've not heard that before, I must say. I, d- I, don't, I don't think... I'll be honest, Tricky. I don't want to go for a third beer. I'm going to be honest. I'm happy just sitting here drinking this Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the Sonoma's still going, then... Where, whereabouts are the Sonoma Hills? Um, it's somewhere in America because Sonoma. I right here we go. This is how much of a geek I am. I used to play a video game called Ma- uh, Motocross Madness Two, and in the Baja, 
sort of like the the endurance off-road series that you could do. There was a track called Sonoma. I'm trying to work. What? Come on, you've got Google and a quiet keyboard. Tell me where the <laughs> Sonoma Mountain Range or Sonoma Hills are. It's got to be California, hasn't it? Surely. I don't think it's Cali. Um, I've just typed it in. I've just got lots of apartment complexes come up, and there's just stuff. put Sonoma Hills. There's some stuff in Vegas, but it's like that's like Sonoma Hills apartments. It's not actual hills. Okay, where, apologies where the for the typing. Hills? Struggling. It is. It is Sonoma County, California. Sonoma County, that's why. Yeah, uh, the Sonoma Mountains are in southern Sonoma County, California, with an elevation of 2,463 feet. It offers expansive views of the Pacific Ocean to the west and the Sonoma Valley to the east. Yes. Yeah, and it's also... What's uh, what's Sonoma Valley famous for? Because, I mean... I don't know, probably... Knowing America, grapes, dead prostitutes. Maybe? Well, dead dead prostitutes and maybe grapevines growing on, on top of them. I don't know. Well, let's have a quick look. <laughs> Ecology, um, Eastern Oak Woodland, Gary Oak, Black Oak, Pacific Madron, Big Leaf Maple, California Laurel. Uh, it's got Jack London State Historic Park. Oh, there are some. There are some vineyards and wineries. Oh, yeah, a federally designated grape-growing region, Sonoma Sonoma Mountain AVA. Yeah, and there's also a TV broadcast aerial for KRCB on the summit of North Sonoma Mountain. There's just random and pointless knowledge, which is just, like, somehow absorbed into me without me Absolutely. To be fair, Brooksy's in chat, and he went, yeah, California, Sonoma County, it's wine. (laughs) Because it's not like Brooksy drinks anything other than wine. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that some of the pale ales he's tried to pass off to us have just been white wine. Yeah, you think that Nelson, that Nelson one was actually just decanted white wine? I think that's probably what it was. To be fair, so there we go. So yes, I am really enjoying. I do, I do enjoy this beer, mate. It is a really good beer. It's cracking. It really is. Um, Do you know the thing about it that gets me? The further down the pint you get and the less carbonation it has, the more of that blueberry flavour you get. Yeah, Really it, nice. That that mosaic um, taste just kind of, yeah, kind of pops up at the end on that one, I think. It does. So, uh, for those of you who are hoping to see Andy on the podcast today, apparently he has had, to put in his own words, a hectic day. And uh, he was putting the kids to bed and probably had some quiet issues with getting the kids to bed after a day in the sun. Kind of like you did last night, Tricky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently, sunlight in children leads to hyperactivity. Who'd have thunk it? Um, so yeah, Andy's not joined us. We've told him to come on in. We'll just sync it up later, but Andy's not joining us. Um, I think at that point, what we should do is we should say, right guys, the reason why we've put out this podcast is number one, because we want to give you guys content. We know that you guys enjoy listening to us chat. We know that you enjoy the wonderful meandering sort of, you know, right turns that we take midway out of some conversations but we want you guys to know that, you know, we are here to stay. We are giving you guys the content. And more importantly, we want you guys to know that in order for us to move forward, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the Hop Edition podcast. Sign up if you can. You'll get goodies. You'll also get us giving you some fantastic content like a podcast, audio, video from maybe track brewery we want to do other breweries we want to do other things and at the moment we are working on something really big in the pipeline which is going to get your creative juices flowing and we just wanted you guys to know that this is what we're going to do and yeah 
we wanted to drink beer as well, Tricky, really, didn't we? It's just an excuse for a few few beers on a Saturday night, really. I'm not entirely sure you wanted to drink that second one, though, did you? No, like I said, it was in the name of science, and um, it was an experiment that really didn't need to be done. Did it? <laughs> it did not. So for those people who are actually watching on Facebook and on YouTube, can we just see how much is left in the bottle? Yep. That's how good that beer was. Tricky and, and has the rest left in half the, a bottle. In the glass. And the rest in the glass. So basically, Tricky's had two mouthfuls inside of it. I was just intrigued because Brett tried it on keg, um, I think. It was keg, not cask. Or maybe it was cask. No, it wouldn't have been cask, would it? Um, no, I doubt it. So, and he said it was really good. And I was just like, oh, maybe. Maybe it just needed a little bit longer in the bottle. <laughs> it's got worse. Apparently it's not. It's got worse. <laughs> So, so another, there's a lot going off there moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna knock this one on the head here, um, and I think we're gonna fire up the after party for a little while because it's it's only half past nine. Yeah, quick so we fire can actually pods. have quick fire pods. We can have a conversation with Early you guys party. for maybe an hour or so, um, which sounds like an absolute win to me. So, I'll just. Is there anything else you want to say, Tricky? Um, no. 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 I'm going to try and talk the other guys who are on the podcast who have little stickers and other bits and bobs to do with their channel. I'm going to try and get them to send me, because I'm going to be the one who ends up sending out all the little bits and bobs for the Patreons. Uh, I'm going to try and get Tricky to send me some, some Dudes Brew stickers. Hopefully, Andy's got some High Road Brewery stickers. It's going to be arranged. Got some, some Blue Trouser Brewery stickers. And Andy's rebranding to High Road Hose, though, isn't he? Because he's uh, well, he is. Because he's, he's got that the casting, that casting couch, couch is um, yeah, cha- changing up the business model slightly. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, I think that's the reason why he's not here. Yeah, I think he's probably auditioning, filming some other high def content. Wow, wow, yeah. So. I think we'll leave that one there. I'm going to put the links into the YouTube chat. I'm going to put links into Facebook if you want to join us for the after party. Basically, come on and have a beer with us because that's what Saturday night's all about. It's about having a few beers, letting your hair down and chatting to your mates. And if we can't make it to a pub and see you guys, we might as well do it on a video chat. That, so That and getting bullied into joining Patreon as well. You know, so. I don't want to bully anyone into spending <laughs> their own money. But it is patreon.com forward slash the Hop Edition podcast. Uh, and I think that's about it, isn't it, Tricky? That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Take care of yourselves, guys. Thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you on the next full episode, which will probably be in a couple of weeks from now. Cool. See you then. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.